The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Show. I'm your host, Kat Victorino, and joining me today are Paul Marsh and Nathaniel James. Hi, guys. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back. How are you doing, Nat? Yeah, not too bad. Hi, everyone. So week two saw the 49ers going into Philadelphia to take on the Eagles and came out of the game with yet another win. We're now 2-0 and as the Eagles lost to us at 17-11. to Jimmy was 22 of 30 for 189 yards, one touchdown, no INTs, a 100.6 passer rating. Hertz was 12 of 23 for 190 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and an 80% passer rating. What do we think, guys? Is Jimmy getting looking pretty uh, confident in the pocket there? Well, for me, um, you know, as people probably know from the the uh, chat on Facebook, he's not. You know, I'm not uh, Jimmy's biggest fan, but you can't really argue. I mean, he started badly. There's no doubt about that. But there's no doubt about uh, how he obviously played last in the first game, and also how he turned around it in this game. Um, uh, you know, played really well and, and, and drove us to the win. So. Um, yeah, he's do, he's doing good, and uh, um, particularly looking way more mobile than he has the last two years. I mean, when I say way more mobile, he obviously wasn't very mobile. He's not like super mobile, but you know, at least he's actually getting out of the pocket occasionally. Initially, for me, um, it was a really you know oh, shaky yeah. start, no doubt, from Jimmy. And I, I and I, I didn't really, to be honest, I, I, you know, all right, I do like Jimmy, but. To be honest, I, it's one of these things, isn't it? I mean, initially, you, you really wanted him to, to just, you know, start how he left off when, when we played, you know, when, when we played the uh, the Lions. But obviously, didn't really happen. And I, I was quite, maybe we need to bring Lance in and give him a bit more experience, you know. But then, I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the other way around really isn't it we we didn't we we start started badly but then finished reasonably strong so I think it's an interesting and I think it was kind of when I was thinking about it and watching the game all right it wasn't the most highest of scoring games but we kind of wore, wore the team down a little bit made them more tired and it was almost as in, in a sense towards the end we were just you know we were on cue and we just there was that experience where you know things were happening and we we were playing much better football but at the end of the day there was just too many missed opportunities that that you know in theory i reckon that you know obviously could have, they they could have the eagles could have taken advantage on yeah i i mean i i don't think there's i mean there's no way we can start like that in the games against you know uh, the rest of the you know the teams in the West, for example, but we'll, we'll be out of the we'll be out of the whole contest before we've even started if we start so sluggishly against uh, the better teams that we're going to face. Um, so uh, you can't just kind of brush that start under the carpet, especially when it comes on the back of the end of the of the Detroit game. Um, but um, in light of the fact that they started that way, and I was thinking, God, I, I think I put a message on the um, chat. You know, this is going to be a really tough watch because uh, that first, you know, 
half was but you know that 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 long drive at the end of the first half where we got the touchdown to take the lead was you know you know if that hadn't have happened it was right on cue to turn the game around and thankfully um you know thankfully they got it together you know just enough to get it to get you know the game going mark gave us a really interesting stat about the two long drives that i want to throw out there on both of the 90-yard drives, with the two 90-yard drives, they combined for eating up 13 minutes and 7 seconds of game time, even though one was a two-minute drill. And that was al- So that's almost one full quarter of rest for the defense. So it's almost like we need to get more of those long drives, but earlier, too, would be nice. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, there's that, that is, is such a... Uh... You know, I mean that's an astonishing stat when you think that one of them was a two-minute drill. You know the other drive took took so long, but it, you know, and again it was key because with the you know, the offense had started so poorly at that point that that drive that that you know that took so long. You know um, the def- you know the defense had been out on the pitch for so long uh, that that we had to give them that time at that point. Uh, otherwise, you know, again we'd they'd have been struggling because you know the defense really kept us in it remarkably while the offense was playing so bad and you know we talk about defense a lot on this show have you noticed of course we you know we have bosa we have a really strong defense but can i can i talk about that o-line we did not get a sack they did not allow a sack on garoppolo the whole game i mean that's come on (laughs) that's pretty strong there you know I, i mean it's um Def, definitely the starting, um, you know, starting five. Uh, you know, they played all 100 snaps. I think I saw on the um, play count, and I think they also did that in the Detroit game. Uh, maybe not all of them. Um, so that just the oh, sorry, the one concern there is is obviously that should one of them go down, um, there's obviously not a lot of rotation going on because they're obviously not that confident in those that come after um so uh you just worry a little bit um but there's no doubt that those starting five have, have really made a great start i think um i, I mean i know that we're probably going to go on to the concern because if we have i to. kind of felt like <laughs> yeah the concern you, you know uh, yeah i know if we have to and i kind of feel like sometimes sometimes i feel like we we over rely on 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 the running game and and yards after catch and i think that always has a impact on that you know kind of those particular plays and and everything else um and i think obviously you know we've lost the entire backfield (laughs) (laughs) and it 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 isn't good and i just think i i I kind of feel like you know what you just echo paul i think thinking about the situation where you know we're going to be if, all right, hypothetically, say, for instance, the Eagles did actually come out firing and actually did play, and we were in the situation where we would have gone behind in the game, like on a much bigger deficit. I still am not sure, in light of those people that we lo- that, that, that we were in the process of losing, would we have got back into the game if, if we'd been, you know, say, 20, 30 points down? Not sure, to be honest, is my my opinion and, and 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 you can sort of it kind of echoes what what happened when you know when when we played 
and I know I'm going back to and it's a different different uh, team in a different situation but you know to when when we had you know the, the Super Bowl in 2019 it, it sorry 2020 it just it just worries me a little bit that you know we, we have that that deficit and we rely on those that 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 same sort of running game and I don't know maybe I'm being a bit you know, but I'm, 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 my whole sort of situ- sort of thinking was this year we, we we would see a lot more in terms of the receiving core, so we'd see a lot more of Ayuk. Um, Debo's been playing all right. I'm not, you know, give him his due. He, he has been playing really good football. He, he, you know, and he's been our re- realistically our only sort of threat from from that perspective. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't really. I've not really seen much of. I mean, Kittle's had a he had a good game last game, but in terms of a thirty-yard or twenty, thirty-yard game, but it just, it just really, yeah, it is a bit. I'm just feel like my our offense is kind of one-sided. But then, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert in terms <laughs> of being Kyle and everything. But it just, I don't know. I just feel like we're going to get into that situation where other teams are going to think, okay, hold on a minute, we're going to be in that situation where people are going to figure out what what, what it is that we're actually doing from an offensive standpoint. Well, I mean, looking at the numbers from an offensive standpoint, it's definitely receiver and running back by committee. Although, you know, do we have any running backs anymore? (laughs) I mean, you look at, you know, Hasty had five carries, Samuel had five carries. Um, Garoppolo had 11 carries. What the heck? Um, Mitchell had 17 carries. You know, it was Sermon, Yuschek, Cannon all had one. And then receiving, you had Sherfield had one. Hasty had four. Mitchell had two. Samuel had six. Yuschek had two. Kittle had four. Jennings had two. Ayuk had one. So I, it, the ball's getting spread around. That's not my concern. Um, I think, again, my concern goes back to what we talked about at the top of the show, which is that slow start. I, I feel like Super Bowl winning teams do not start slow. They come out firing on all cylinders, and then they need to, to maintain it through the fourth quarter, which the fourth quarter has also been a problem for this team in the past and in this season so far. I mean, I, I, I completely agree. Um, I have I have a concern. Obviously, the, 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 sort of the run-heavy game is obviously the game that uh Shanahan likes to play he that's what he wants to start with um and it's the game that suits Garoppolo the best because you know whilst I do agree that you know Garoppolo is playing the you know pretty close to the best that he could play at times so far this season not consistently obviously started slowly um you know he does have limitations there's no doubt about that um you know, that doesn't mean he's not a good quarterback, he's not a winning quarterback, uh, and he couldn't take us far and that kind of thing. But there are limitations that, that are negated when our running game is strong. In that circumstance that you were talking about, Nat, where if, if Philadelphia had taken advantage of our sloppiness and got two scores ahead or two or more scores ahead because of our poor offensive start, you're then having to make that shift where, you know, Garoppolo's got to start throwing the ball, making more use of, as you say, Kittle's been almost non-existent in the past game. I mean, he's been really strong. You know, obviously you see all all of the you know all of the tackles and uh, all you know he's been really strong in in, in sort of that 
that way, but but you know, almost completely missing in the passing game. But all all of that, all of that thing that you kind of got excited about, the idea of Ayuk, Debo, Kittel, um, Juszczyk, um all, all suddenly being able to be healthy on the field together, spreading the ball around. You know, that there can be no, uh, you know, if we've gone two scores down, you've got to start utilizing that stuff. Uh, and and the other thing that concerns me about that, as you say, that the, the um, we were talking about the O-line. The O-line has been great, and they are obviously one of the best uh, running O-lines. They're not quite so good. Well, certainly, you know, certainly um, uh, McGlinchey doesn't have a, such a good um, passer rating you know, for protection. And, you know, the, 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 the skill set of the O-line uh, or parts of it are very much suited to the run game and less about the... So it, it creates a scenario where we've really got to see whether the team can put it together, where we have got to start throwing the ball around. And we were very lucky that we were able to stick to that game and that, that drive where we were getting three yards and it took took a long time gave the it was perfect just what we needed um the, the only thing i would say is that maybe do we think you know i've heard sort of looking on um you know sort of various articles and things you know people are suggesting that that maybe shanahan is just trying to keep things as simple as possible not utilize the full extent of the playbook uh you know trying to keep things keep things back you know for for, for tougher games to come and that kind of thing which I, I i i don't know whether possibly. i don't know whether Poss- you possibly yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah but I, uh, you know. that kind of reeks of conspiracy theory yeah, though yeah, in I'm my not, opinion I, I mean, you if, know if he is doing that, <laughs> i'm not sure i agree with that particularly i'd rather he just went out and, and played the best game he can and play just balled it. Exactly. yeah uh, not not yeah just not be conservative Sorry, I was going to say, I just wanted to pick out one sort of stat that I think really is quite important that we've that that I've noted that Mark's put in here through two through two games now. And I know that I mentioned about Debo Samuel, but he's been our only kind of passing offensive threat. Debo Samuel has had 15 catches for 282 yards and he's accounted for 56 percent of the passing offense by himself. Is that not a concern? Really? I mean, is that not a concern when you've got. You know, others like, you know, Kittle and, you know, as I say, you, you, you'd you expect sort of Sherfield and Ayuk to kind of, kind of step, you know, kind of, but, but as I say, it just, it really is quite, quite worrying when you've got that, that particular stat right there and that, that holding that back. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. I'll, I'll, sorry. I, to that though, I think. I think you really have to look at what kind of game is is Shanahan trying to play. Is he playing the spread it around, get the short yardage, and go for the yak? Or is he going to have that superstar receiver? And to me, it feels like this offense is really more geared towards that spread it around. So if... If if that is a concern that Debo is the number one target or, you know, then we got to be careful of him. We got to make sure we're protect, put bubble wrap around him. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I mean, I don't get what's going on with Ayuk. I really don't. I, I just, I mean, one, one uh, receiving, well, one catch for six, which was a great catch actually. Um, but he's, you know, he's something's clearly going on there. You know, the fact that uh, you know he's hardly being, you know, targeted at all after such a good season last year uh I it makes no sense to me why obviously something's gone on and there's obviously lots of speculation about you know he's but obviously he said he was still recovering from was it a hamstring injury or something like that i, I i'm not sure it just seems a bit odd to me that at least ayuk isn't getting i mean i mean ayuk kittle 
Samuel, you know, they're, they're quality players. Why, why, why are Kittle and Ayuk not more involved? I don't get it. Well, and it, we also need to remember that it also comes down to the play calling, what kind of reads they're getting on defense, what kind of defense they're getting, who gets open. And I, I heard a couple statements earlier in the week, at, right after the game, um, and I forget who said them, but it was something to the effect of, you know, we're giving Ayuk the chance you know, to get the ball and he's got to make the most of it. So if he's not getting open, what's Jimmy to do? Throw an interception? He's already done enough of that. Although he didn't do it this game. <laughs> so, I mean, we also have that piece we need to, to, to look into it as well as so to take into account as well as is Jimmy looking? I mean, that was one of my complaints last year was that Jimmy was basically telegraphing who he, he's looking at his first receiver, and that's the only receiver he's looking at. So I, that's something I'm going to start paying attention to again. <laughs> no, I think it's a, I think it's a um, you, know, you know obviously there's a, a connection between him and Samuel. It obviously works. Samuel's a great receiver. He gets open, or he make, you know, and he, he you know um, Garoppolo threw that lovely pass to him. I can't remember exactly when it was in the game, but you know, like threaded it through like two players and you know with lots of he threw it early with anticipation it was probably his best throw of the game I thought you know he's obviously got um you know uh, a good connection with Samuel but it just seems like we're we're as I say he's either holding back you know Shanahan is either holding back plays because for, for other players or you know uh something's going well I just you know I just I just wish we could see you know Kit Kittle is supposed to be the best you know well, certainly top two um, tight end. And, you know, he's got four for 17 yards with the longest of eight. You know, they're, they're not getting in the ball. Why Why not? <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Well, they're probably triple teaming Kittle too. I mean, there, you know, there's there's all kinds of reasons why. You know, that's that's my point. Is there's there's a lot more to just this or that. It can't be just this or that. There's too many other variables in this game. But but for example, that's what I mean. But they're not putting Ayuk on the field, so he was only on there for something like thirty snaps or something. Um, and you know, so that they're not putting. You know, they're not they're not getting all of the the key. You know, because if you had Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, Juszczyk, or you know, all on the field, you know, they can't triple team everybody. Um, right, and I just, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it just seems, but yeah. I mean, I'm just I mean, saying, are, a third of, right, he got a right. third of the snaps. You know, that, that that was that's a pretty good average if he's out there for a third of the snaps, considering it's you know running back and receiving core by committee. I mean, <laughs> that's what we're looking at on paper. <laughs> we so at the end of it all. <laughs> I think it's um, it's just frustrating, really, isn't it? Do, do, I mean, I'm, I, maybe I'm. No, I, I'm with you, Nat. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm with Paul on this, but but I just think I, I'm frustrated because I, I kind of feel that I know this team can play a lot better than what they they have yeah. have been. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In in terms of they've got so much potential, and they've you know, I you know I think coming on to you know they they really are quite capable of playing much better than. Than, than what what they have been, I think there's been some difficulties where there's been you know pe- penalties that have had a, an issue, uh, and it, all right, I know we're we're a very you know we're we're only the second game in, but I, I I don't know maybe I'm just 
maybe I'm just being overly critical, <laughs> but I just feel like they, 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 there is just so, I just feel that they can play so much better than what they are doing at the moment. So we finished the game uh, with 23 first downs. The Eagles had 18. Our third down efficiency was 42. Eagles 41. Fourth down efficiency, we had 100%. We made a fourth down, you guys. Woohoo! The Eagles didn't even try. <laughs> Our total yardage, we had a 306 yards, 117 of it rushing, 199 of it passing. Eagles had 328 yards with 151 of it rushing and 177 passing. We had five of those icky penalties for 60 yards, but the Eagles had eight for 57, so I'll take the five over the eight any day. And we did win the time of possession battle, you guys. Last week we did not. This week we did. Uh, we had the ball for 34 minutes, 54 seconds, and the Eagles had it for 25 minutes and 6 seconds. So we've been kind of talking, and we have kind of covered some of the things that our, our group has asked, but I'm going to ask them anyway. Lisa Watson, my buddy. She was very impressed with Jimmy. His confidence level is finally there. See what happens when you have some competition on your back? You know what? I think you're right. But let's talk about the continuing issues at the cornerback position. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Um, although I was, you know, they performed. I say, you know, um, Lenore, you know, I know he gave up that massive, what was it, 90-odd yard catch or whatever um but you know take take that play away um and um you know considering the level of performance they've currently got out of all of the other draft picks um from this year and, and you know can, what, what round was he drafted in was it five four five five i think uh, again they they seem to have found another fifth round player who who could turn into you know uh, you know I don't you know I don't know how great he's going to be but you know he's certainly going to be a, a good player uh, and uh, will only get better hopefully and uh, um, you know really manage to step up uh, you know we just need to get um, you know Mosley back uh, and uh, yeah yeah it always looked like an area though didn't it from from the very beginning when the when the final fifty three was announced it always looked like an area we were light on. Do you have anything to add now? Yeah, I think the cornerback situation is going to be... Um, I, th I think it'd be quite interesting, really. I think, you know, Lenore's played quite well. Um, his stats have been... He's had six solo tackles, um, and he's been targeted 14 times. He's only allowed five receptions in the last two games, which really isn't that bad for somebody that is a fifth-round, you know, player... And it, it's like what Beat I mentioned a few, a few a few weeks ago, wasn't it? And the fact that just keep keep these fifth round, you know, fifth round sort of treasure treasure players coming through because you know you think about those people like Kittle and, and him, it, it really is you know really is quite positive. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to sort of seeing what what happens kind of going forward and when we get to some real kind of competition in the wide receiver sort of situation. Um, I think. Um, I don't know whether Emmanuel Mosley's coming back. Is he is he back yet? No, I don't think he was back at the he, last he game. He wasn't back at the last game. Well, no, no. No, so I think he's still got to come. He's going to come back at some point. So yeah, he's doubtful. I think obviously. Mm, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. We we are we are early early on, but um, I, I guess it's just sort of seeing what what happens with regards to. I mean, defensively, I think. We, we we did okay in the last game. Um, 
we had a lot of kind of plays sort of tackles and everything else didn't we so it you know it was quite it was quite good um yeah warner led the team with seven tackles in in the game five solo two assisted um and we sacked hurts two times and guess who it was yeah (laughs) <laughs> so uh yeah no it, i think we're, we're sort of seeing those little kind of bits and pieces aren't we so it, it'll just yeah we'll, we'll it'll be interesting to see see what happens um going forward yeah i'm sure lisa will be at the game of course along with lisa as well lisa's going to be at nice. the game this weekend so. i was hoping to go but my husband and i are just not ready to do big crowds yet so because Sunday is my birthday, oh, so they need birthday. to win. They absolutely need, need to win. There we go. Things. That works for me. <laughs> you know, a happy birthday from Jimmy. That would be nice. Oh. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Deepak Gohill. Props have to be given to Garoppolo for the win. Yes, the offense started shaky, but what he did, what he did, what it took to help us win and took control. Do you guys see think we've seen him reaching his ceiling yet, or is his best yet to come? Well, I mean, I think probably everyone on the group knows I have quite strong feelings about Garoppolo after that last post <laughs> um, that kind of prompt, prompted lots of uh, lots of conversation, um, and uh, I, I personally see that he's you know I don't think there's much more to come from him, but it's good to see him looking like he's playing close to his full potential. I say particularly he's got a little bit more movement, which was a huge concern of mine that, you know, that he was never getting out of the pocket to extend plays. He obviously hasn't thrown any interceptions. He made that fumble, but that was like his very first ball of the, of the season. So we can just kind of scrub that and start again. Um, so, you know, I think he's definitely um, playing you know towards his ceiling, but I'm not convinced there's, there's any more uh, to come from him personally, which is why you know, uh, would eventually want to move on sooner rather than later to hopefully expand that offense and the limitations that we have from him. But, but you know, if he continues to play like he is, it would be difficult to make that switch. I I think that, um, I think he's got a lot to bring still because um, he's, and touch wood, he, you know, we, we've talked about the, 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 you know, the fact that he's not been available, has he? Which, and and, and you've got to give it, you know, from the perspective when he's on the field he's actually he's actually winning football games um but i you know yeah i i think that i mean i think he's really going to be playing he's he's going to play as best he can this year because he's in in theory i jimmy might not be here next year um he might might be with another team you know he might need to because obviously the long the future is going to be, you know, sort of Lance, isn't it? But I think, yeah, he's going to, he's still got a lot to prove this year. Um, will he get us back to to the playoffs, to, to a Super Bowl season? Hard to know, really. But I think that, you know, obviously he has the potential to do that. And that, that's that's it, isn't it? The greatest commodity for him is it, it went, is is his availability and being on the field. And if he's not not available, then it, this this is when it gets a little bit different. Di- uh, I think difficult, the best really. way I can think I can put it is that the way he's playing currently, in my mind, gives him a shot to prove to me that 
if we have to have one of those matches where he has to start throwing the ball around and hitting hitting longer passes, he's playing well enough that he deserves that chance to prove that he can be that that quarterback for us. I'm not convinced he can do it, but the way he's playing and and and, and you know certainly the way he started this season, you know you, you've got to give him that chance to prove that he can be that person. You know, and if he takes it, you know. Fair play to him, uh, and uh, you know uh, you can't really complain if he if he steps up and does and does make that that progress, um, and uh, you know we'll suppose you know t- time will tell because at some point in the season there's bound to be a time where we need him to start you know throwing the ball around. Well, Dee says, personally, if what he's shown us is his ceiling and he can perform consistently and remain healthy, I am perfectly okay with that and let the Rook learn the ropes. In my opinion, I think Garoppolo has more to show us, but I think his health issue is what's holding him back. I think if he can stay healthy, I think he'll get stronger as the season goes on and show us what he really can do. And that's just my opinion, but you know, I'm a Jimmy G fan. The only thing I'm going to say about that topic is because Jimmy is playing as strong as he is, when you have a quarterback playing as strong as that, letting a rookie sit on the sidelines and learn from a veteran is not a bad thing. Hello, Aaron Rodgers. Not that I'm comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to Brett Favre, but there's something to be said for that. I, it's not, I'm not totally against that. There's two, one thing is, is that I don't like the fact that that will mean he's not played for two years. That worries me. If he sits a year, he won't have played for two years and only played one year of college. So he's so... And, and then what then happens if Jimmy then plays lights out this year do we keep him for next year and then he sits again and he won't have played for three years and this is somebody that we've then traded well we've we've exchanged first round picks given up two more first round picks and a third round pick for somebody who isn't going to play for three years I, I just it's not so much the players themselves that, that is that I have a problem with the whole thing it, it's it's mostly the circumstances around how the decisions that we've made around drafting him, which make it crazy to me. Yeah, I, I think there'll be other opportunities that, you know, obviously I, we, we did give up a lot for this yeah. guy, didn't we? And I, I, I certainly do think that we are going to see more more of Trey Lance this, this year. We're also um, paying a I, lot for Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and it's rotational, you got it? you got two really well, you know, we've, we've invested a lot in two quarterbacks you know, it, yeah, eventually one of them is going to have to get traded probably, and it will probably be Jimmy. I accept that. But, you know, I just don't see why everyone is in such a rush to get a young child on the field where he could be ruined, you know. Now, he's not coming into the same same thing that Alex Smith came into. He's not coming into the same thing that, you know, some of the other high-drafted quarterbacks that have disappeared from the face of the earth have come into. I understand that, but I also think there's a lot to be said for mentorship. Of course, that's 90% of my job, too, so I'm a big proponent on mentorship. Um, And I just, I think people are just way too quick to get rid of the old and bring in the new and I think that's where the big mistake always ends up being because not every first round draft pick is going to be somebody like you know Aaron Rodgers or somebody like Patrick Mahomes or somebody like Tom Brady even though you know they weren't first round picks but I'm just saying you know you're not going to hit every single pick 
<laughs> Moving on, Daniel Jacob Christensen Jr., who else do you bring in to shore up the running back position? He specifically mentions Frank Gore. Um, I've seen people ask for Matt Breda to become to come back because he's been buried in the Bills depth chart. I've seen, and these are all people on Twitter, these are all fans on Twitter saying, you know, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? What do you guys think? What should we do about our running back position? I mean, would we pick up one or two earlier this week? I don't think we're going to see Frank Gore come I mean, that, back. That would as be, much that as would people be might love, love him. You know. But I, I don't think he's the player, the type of player I doubt he, they're, I, no. they're looking for. I just think um, he's... Which is just, but he's no. I read a thing, some, you know, where somebody posted it on the uh, um, Facebook page. He's going to go into boxing or something. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. I missed that. Yeah, it's like he's he, he, apparently he's he's sort of rejected offers because he wants to because he wants to go to have a you know, take up boxing or something. Well, then sign a one day deal with the Niners and retire a Niner, so you go into the Hall of Fame as a Niner for crying out loud. I mean, I've been I saying mean, it for years. Hopefully that that will happen. Yeah, I, I think they've agreed that that will happen. But I, I think moving on from Frank, though, I think um, they have actually signed a few. Uh, did they they signed a player off of the Cincinnati uh, practice squad? Um, and uh, they've had another couple of. I mean, the names I can't remember their names. I didn't. I should have looked it up before I, uh, I before we came on. <laughs> I should have uh, too. And, and they signed a couple <laughs> of others, or, or they're looking at a couple of others. So they're, they're obviously trying to, um, you know, get some bodies in. Obviously, I have no idea whether these people are any any good. Um, so I mean, I, I think the guy from Cincinnati was on the. Was it the was it XFL or something? Someone. Oh yes. Um, oh, I did see that. I think he was yes, in yes, the yes. XFL okay. or something, and uh, it's just sort of headline saying they will give him a, you know might give him a chance to to prove what he's worth. So I mean, we'll I suppose we'll see if uh, if he's any good because I mean, at best we're going to get one of our existing running backs back. <laughs> um, maybe if we you know if. if um, you know, he comes off of the uh, concussion protocol in time, um, Sherman. But I mean, that that tackle was horrible, by the way. That when he hit his, the guy with his head, smacked him in his head. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, Oof. that was really bad. Anyway, yeah. Um, his name's Jack Jackie's Patrick from the Bengals. So he's been signed to a one-year deal. So yeah, we'll just have to see what happens, really, won't we? Um, I mean, the list, there's a very long list of running backs they've they've been able to make to make productive. So you know, there's a very good chance that if if you know we've we've signed a couple of them, there's there's every chance that they can actually prove themselves to be productive. So keep our fingers crossed that um, you know. We, we we don't lose all of our existing running backs for next week, but you know uh, they they seem to have the skills to um, to sort of next what is, it, what is it the next one off the next one off the bus. next, man, next up. man up that's all I can think of was next, next man all I can think of was next man off the bus but that wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know maybe the receivers are going to have to step it up a little bit more too. Yeah, yeah. So Kim Bishop Kaiser and Jeff Ellsworth wants to know what the heck is going on with our strength and conditioning programs. I'll leave that, I'll now, leave that one to you <laughs> That's a tricky question. I, I'm actually, because I, you know, I've said this like three weeks running because I, you know, I make a joke that I've got four years worth of notes on our strength and conditioning program, which really I don't. I've just bitched about it for the last four years. Um, 
I am wondering, looking at the past two seasons and where most of our injuries have come from have been on fields that are turf and not grass. And I'm wondering if we're not taking that piece into consideration when we're complaining about the the strength and conditioning program. We don't play on turf. And here we went to Detroit, lost a few in Detroit on that turf, went to Philadelphia, lost a few in Philadelphia. And I think that they may have changed over to grass, but they used to be turf. So, I, you know, that maybe that stadium's just haunted. <laughs> but do we need to look at the playing conditions too? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, though. I mean, obviously, uh, what, what the you know injuries across the whole NFL. If if there was a skew towards you know serious injuries occurred on you know astroturf or turf or whatever, rather than natural grass, and see if there's actually a a, a, a proper trend throughout all of all of the NFL as to that being a problem. Because you know, if 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 it was if it was to show that. Then, then you know, it, it would be a mistake to allow people to play on it. Surely, um, I'm not sure. Really, I don't know whether I, I. I'm not sure whether this is down to strength and conditioning. Um, people might disagree with my view, um, but you know, we're, we're all entitled to to our views, aren't we? In terms of, you know, what what. But uh, I, I, th- I think that we've just, you know, we, we had some. <laughs> We had a Super Bowl hangover, didn't we, with regards to a lot of players that, you know, that we, where we got all the way to, to you know, in 2020 to, to, to a Super Bowl. And we played, you know, we, we were playing really quite, we were steamrolling through the playoffs and everything. And obviously it was kind of, you know, costing quite, quite a lot. Um, where are we at this where, now? It's hard to, to know, really. I think. I think it's dependent, really, because uh, is it down to the strength and conditioning, or is it down to the fact that um, Kyle plays quite a aggressive system, um, you know, offensively? I because you know there is a lot of blocking, isn't there? With you know, kind of with the likes of Kittle um, and you know a lot of the other players, like you, you know. Uh, well, actually, check, even the receivers um, have to do, you know. Yeah. And I don't know whether you can, yeah. And I, I'm just sort of throwing it out there. I just, I, I don't know whether you can necessarily blame it on strength and conditioning. My, my thinking is that this is more. This is, this is something more. This seems to be something where you know, obviously, it, it's, it's this kind of aggressive playing style that that Kyle has in terms of running and blocking. So. I, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure, really. Well, and did I thought that I had read over the summer that the Niners have probably the least amount of practice time on in training camp and during the regular week in terms of you know practical practice time in all of the NFL. And if that's true, maybe that's where they need to start. Because these injuries are happening when, you know, players are making cuts, players are getting hit, players are hitting, players, you know, and so maybe that's something they need to practice more of to do safely. I use that term loosely. Do you know what I mean? Well, let's wrap this up with uh, one from Simon Holdsworth. Winning ugly is a good sign, right? Winning with character. Yeah, I'm with, <laughs> you. I mean, I'm with you on that, Simon. Yeah, what, winning, winning ugly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it builds. It, we are we are two games up. Let's be honest. We, 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 
I mean, all right, it's not been the not been the nicest looking win, but we we are two games out now, which you it's know better than says the a lot. And, and after that last game, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's <laughs> we're, oh, we're we're heading into week three of the 2021 season, and we have seven teams remaining unbeaten. The Panthers, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the 49ers. That's exciting in and of itself. But what I'm curious to see is who's going to want, who's going to end up being the last man standing. Because these are strong teams. <laughs> and yes, Simon, I completely agree. Winning ugly is a great sign. I will take a win any day of the week, no matter how ugly it is. I'm sure any 49er fan would. I, I, I think I would yeah, add one caveat yeah. to that. I think it's perfectly okay to win ugly now. If we were if we were winning <laughs> ugly heading into yeah. the playoffs, for example. I'd, I'd be a lot I'd, more yeah, nervous. So I'm perfectly happy for there to be some kind of progression of the team and finding its groove. And, you know, that, that for me is, is fine. But... And blowing them out, blowing people out, blowing them out, yeah. blowing them out. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm down, I'm down. <laughs> is a win is a win yeah exactly (laughs) so this sunday my birthday the packers are coming to town and we are opening levi's stadium to the fans uh guys i don't like this stat the packers lead the all-time series tie series 37 32 and 1 even though we have won the last six of the nine six of the last nine meetings excuse me we got to turn that around. <laughs> yeah. Last meeting was a 34-17 win for the... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our last meeting was a 34-17 win for the Packers in week 9 of 2020 in Santa Clara with two garbage time touchdowns giving the game a little bit of respectability for us because the game was not that close as you well remember yeah i'm scratching that one from my memory because that because we were so we were <laughs> we were so injury riddled in that game it it was it was it we we had we had hardly any of our sort of attacking players you know it it was like almost like the first team against a, a, you know a very much a reserve team uh, so I'm, you know, to me that's like we should have been given a free pass on that one because injured players. <laughs> so I'm blocking that one from my mind. <laughs> well, after starting 0 and 1, the Packers beat the Lions in Green Bay last week Sunday night, um, giving them a 1 on 1 record. Good for first in the NFC North. Wow. <laughs> Do we think we're going to see a strong Packers team or uh, are we actually going to roll them over? No, I think they're going to see a strong Packers team. I think that they're going to come, they, they, you know, this is, they're going to want to come to this game. I think it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Definitely going to be uh, quite close. They've got quite a lot of players that are reasonably fit, aren't they? Um Despite all the off-season drama that's happened with uh, Aaron Rodgers in terms of whether or not, because he's, I think I'm sure he, he wanted to yeah, request yeah. a trade, to I mean, him, but that, that's that's not happened. And he just, as I say, he's just continued, and he's, he's, yeah, he's just playing now. You know, like he played, yeah, like he played Aaron Rodgers the other day. So I think that obviously, yeah, kind of Robert Toynian, uh, um tight end 
Um, he played quite well last last game, um, as did Devante Adams, Aaron Jones. I think it's just we're gonna we are gonna see a squad that are probably gonna want to compete and and play. Um, so be an interesting one this week. Um, but then I think last week's one, you know, I was a bit like I thought I thought it was gonna be a close game last week anyway. So. Yeah, we'll have to see what what happens um, on on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's an element of me that thinks that maybe this Aaron Rodgers thing, you know, is still an issue. Uh, I can't believe that it isn't because he obviously still wants to go, from my understanding. So there's got to be a little bit of... uh, So it's it's one of those things. I think if we could start the game well and put them under pressure straight away... Can, will those cracks start to show? Or if we can start sluggish and give them some momentum, then you know those kind of cracks that they, that they might be within the squad there will, will sort of dissipate because they've got the momentum and Aaron Rodgers will start playing well. Do you know what I mean? I, I think, you know, if we can start well, I think we've got a good chance of winning. But obviously we can't start anywhere near like we started uh, you know, against the Eagles, we've got to come, you know, go back to how we started against the uh, um, Lions. No, yeah, we don't want to fumble no, 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 on not, the not first drop. play. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, looking on paper, you guys, the Packers are averaging 19 points per game, and the Niners are averaging. Uh, Wait, that doesn't look right. That can't be right. 29 points per game? Does that average out right? That doesn't feel like it averages out right, but I'm going to trust Mark. So the Niners are sitting 8th in the NFL in points per game. The Packers are sitting 26th. Defensively, the Packers are 23rd in points allowed with 27.5 points per game allowed. The Niners are allowing 22 points per game. So yeah, the game could be close on paper. I think, I honestly, I don't think the Packers defense has what it takes to take down our offense. I think our offensive line is just strong enough that Jimmy's going to be balling. And I think we're going to be flinging that ball all over the place. And it's also interesting. I see a stat on, on the, the sheet is that the, the Packers are 29th in rushing yards allowed averaging 139 <laughs> yards a game. Can't um, have rushers so to do that. Oh, I mean, if, if we can actually <laughs> muster up, some half decent running backs, running plays, maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, they they could be you know that that could be uh, the difference you know especially because it's supposed to be our strength. The question is though, obviously, whether we've actually got a running back to put on the field. Well, you know, it could be a big game for Juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would be good. And I think I I read earlier today that they 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 said that Elijah Mitchell is is actually he's just he just had a stinger in his arm so. He's actually fit, so so we we, we you know there, there's every possibility that you know he comes in and he he balls in in this game. So, or maybe he doesn't start, uh, yeah. but he's switched in. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Well, we're opening as three and a half point favorites, and we'll be wearing the lucky '94 season throwback jerseys for the game. I can't wait to see those I jerseys. love those really jerseys. <laughs> the red ones. I love those jerseys. I got the 95 jersey, which is what I'm going to be wearing this year. But, um, yeah. I, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I just love that look. And plus, you know, that's like my favorite season because that was that was Steve's season. So, okay, guys, I have two minutes on the clock. Are we ready to play the two minute drill? For sure. Okay, here we go. Paul, did the wind show that our D-line is back to 2019 levels? Nearly, but not quite. Okay. Nat, how good are the secondary? Or were, excuse me, in that game? Yeah, I thought um, they played really, really well. So I'm interested to see what what happens um, in some of the other games where we we go up against Devante um, Adams and and that. So, yeah, I I think just... Yeah, just just bear, bear with it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul, your chance. Was Coach right to leave Trey Lance on the sidelines? Uh, he was, yes. Oh, okay. Nat, is Debo on course for a record season? Yeah. Paul, will the home field with fans in the stadium be a help or a hindrance? A help, surely. And surely they're going to be loud. Yeah, hopefully so. <laughs> Nat, do you think Bosa will be at double-digit sacks by the bye week? Oh, oh. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul, would you start Kirkpatrick over Lenore? I would not. I wouldn't either. Nat, will the healthy running backs be able to plug in and play? Yes. Paul, can we get to Rogers and give him no time in the pocket? Uh, we definitely can. Uh, we're just going to step it up, keep keep stepping it up. You know, I think obviously the more Bowser plays, is already playing great. But the more they all play together, the more uh, you know that uh, um, you know they get into a rhythm with each other, the better we'll be. So third game in, hopefully so. Awesome, Nat. How many of the undefeated teams will remain at the end of the week? We have seven. Uh, I think four. And we are out of time. Thank you for playing. Well, guys, that's the show for this week. Fabulous. It was a joy to be on. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Mark Lyon, Andrew Mitchell, Daryl Nils Hanman, Neil Jepson, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, James Little, Rob Newell, Kev Nyland, Simon Holdsworth, Nathaniel James, Stephen Box, and Graham Ross for all that they do in the group and on the show. Apologies to anyone I may have missed. Thank you to all in the group who continually contribute, whether it's in the game day thread or the sharing of other content. We'd love to have you on the show. Just let us know. You can message any of the admins in the group or email us. Or you can check out the calendar under announcements in the Facebook group and sign up for a date. I'll contact you via messenger and we'll make further arrangements. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire Great Britain. Don't forget to check out the blog, which is available on your favorite podcast app. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. All right. Well, then we're going to say our goodbyes. Time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, boys. <laughs> On behalf of Nathaniel James, Paul Marsh, I'm Kat Victorino. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Goodbye for now.